The XJ Talk Show is for entertainment purposes only. Any advice or information provided on this show should be verified by alternative sources prior to making any changes or modifications to your vehicle. We are not experts, just people that enjoy the Jeep hobby and don't mind talking endlessly about it. P.S. We love you. Well, just then, the XJ Talk Show News Desk. Researchers searching for Middle Earth have found the middle of the Earth. No one lives to tell the story. For the full story, stay tuned till after the show. (laughs) Welcome to the XJ Talk Show, a podcast about Jeep Cherokees, off-road adventures, and interviews with the movers and shakers in the off-road world. Now, here are your hosts... Tony and Yash. <laughs> a, I love that. Hey, this is uh, Tony. You know me as Mudderoy on XJTalk.com, and uh, you know me as Mudderoy on XJTalkShow.com, which is a, uh, well, they're both sites about Jeeps, Jeep Cherokees, Jeep Wranglers, and uh, here's my co-host, Josh, way over there on the East Coast. No, no. <laughs> I'm on the other side of the uh, of the nation, on the West Coast, and that's NW99XJ. Uh, otherwise known as Northwest 99XJ. And, well, that's how you'll find me over there at xjtalk.com and xjtalkshow.com. You know, I was thinking Northeast, and I was going to make the mental correction. I may have even stuttered when I did it. And I said, screw it. I'll just say Northeast. It's funnier that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bit insulting to you, too. <laughs> well, I made it uh, clear across the nation and moved in record time and all settled in here in Portland, Maine. <laughs> yeah, Northeast uh, 99XJ wouldn't be the same thing, would it? No, no, not exactly. You'd have a lot more rust to contend with. I was just going to say, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that would not be fun. You know, it'd be it'd be interesting if they actually would use something besides salt over there to uh, get rid of the all the, the grime and stuff. Although, I guess there's a bunch of it, and you got to do what you can do. It's better to be safe than it is to have a nice, uh, a nice Jeep to work on. Yeah. Well, guys, we got another Amazon You Bought What tonight. Uh a uh, uh, extra special, I think, uh, chit chat segment. Uh, you will have to. You'll have to be the judge whether or not we continue uh, in this this new production value, if you will. So uh, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but uh, I look forward to this because uh, we got a little little fun to have with the uh, the chit chat section. You know, Josh, I put so much time and effort into uh, getting this uh, special thing ready. I didn't actually thought about anything I can talk about. I'm sure we'll find something. Always can find something. Hey, this is the XJ Talk Show, a podcast about Jeep Cherokees or Cherokees, off-roading and the tech that you need to get you there and back. We're here to promote the web's most premier website for all that is Jeep Cherokee, xjtalk.com, the friendliest and most helpful Jeep site on the web. XJTalk.com encourages and answers all the questions and concerns that the first-time XJ owners typically have without any flaming or criticism, all while giving you the best, most in-depth articles and write-ups for the repairs and modifications that take your average XJ to the next level. Now get ready. It's the XJ Talk Show, and it starts, strangely enough, right now. First week in G. Red light, green light. You guys remember that game? You know, the game you play as a kid where for a brief few moments you controlled the will of whatever playground forces were trying to race towards you in an effort to be the next one to wield such amazing powers of control over the stopping and going of those in front of you. Well, automakers around the world have for years been trying to find ways to make their vehicles, well, yes, stop and go of 
course. But I was going to say uh, more efficient for attractive selling points to retarded EPA regulations. Whatever the reason, Chrysler may have just uh, found a solution for some via- for some versions of the 2015 Chrysler 200 and the 2015 Jeep Cherokee. The Tiger Shark 2.4 liter, uh, 2.4 liter four cylinder in the 200 and the 3.2 liter Pentastar V6 in the Cherokee are getting a slight boost later this year thanks to the addition of Chrysler's engine stop start system, or as I like to call it, the you're at a stoplight and you're wondering if this computer is smart enough to restart your Jeep or not system. As standard equipment, the Jeep predicts gains that you could get if you can only perpetually drive downhill or stop carrying your prized competition pink bowling ball collection around with you everywhere you go. No one wants to see your pink balls. A 3% improvement in fuel economy and a 3% reduction in CO2 emissions are what's expected with the new tech installed compared to driving around without it. While it's not much, those who sit in traffic a lot, like myself, may see a difference. Who, uh, how could this work without a flaw? Well, it uses a high-speed starter motor to restart the vehicle in a claimed one-third of one second. It works by detecting when the vehicle comes to a stop and by turning off the engine. A more powerful battery maintains all the model's accessories while it sits. While the, when the driver lets off the brake, the car starts up again to drive away. There's even a button in the cabin to turn the S off if desired. That's right. The new 2015 Jeep Cherokee is going to have an S button. Oh, wait, no, you're thinking of the four-letter word for fecal matter. No, 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 no. E-S-S stands for engine start stop. See, my system's button would say, yeah, slay wickers, me Johns. Okay, maybe theirs is better. And probably a lot easier to pronounce and, well, fit on the face of the button. The not-a-real-Cherokee will be the first to receive the S in the third quarter of this year to coincide with the start of production in the 2015 model year version. The 200 will follow in the fourth quarter as a rolling change in production. With both the Cherokee and the 200 sharing the 2.4 four-cylinder, the decision begs the question as to why S isn't standard equipment on both models. You ask me, I think it is. According to Chrysler spokesperson Kathy Graham, it's a case-by-case basis. She said that the automaker expects about 70% of the Chrysler 200s to use the four-cylinder. Therefore, it wants to put stop-start where it has the most impact on fuel economy and emissions. Makes sense that the company wants to see the best bang for the buck from the system. If you ask me, the new Cherokee has S written all over it. <laughs> the Jeep Renegade is opening edition. Its opening edition leaks out early and appears to be a European model. A test page that was never meant to be seen, or was it, on the Jeep website has revealed plans for a Renegade opening edition, described as unique take on the range-topping Renegade Limited and having the stupidest name of any vehicle out there since the Lay Car. The opening edition will have either a bright white or an Omaha orange exterior with a black roof and 18-inch aluminum wheels. Interior changes are relatively limited, but include eye-burning orange accents and super special badging. The model will also feature black leather seats, orange contrast stitching, and a dual-zone climate control system because, you know, two halves of a shoebox should be able to be kept at different temperatures. Other highlights include a digital instrument cluster and a 6.5-inch infotainment system with GPS navigation. The model will reportedly be available with three different engines, including a 1.4-liter multi-air two four-cylinder with 138 base horsepower and a 170 foot-pounds of torque, or a 1.6-liter multi-jet two turbo diesel four-cylinder with 118 base horsepower and 236 foot-pounds of torque. There's also a whopping 2-liter multi-jet turbo diesel four-cylinder with 138 horsepower and 258 foot-pounds of torque. Obviously, the very cool we-all-want-one diesels will most likely not be offered here in the United States. 
Hey, if you guys would like to submit a story to be aired on This Week in Jeep, just like critic of the show and friend Tim Cooper, a.k.a. UK Jeeper, did with our first story, or if you have a response to any one of our stories or have a show and shine, off-road show, or other Jeep-related event you'd like to promote, please send an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. Yeah, we really appreciate uh, Tim and everyone that sends in those uh, those new tip, news tips, nude tips. Uh, that would be something completely different that the wife doesn't know about. Uh, we appreciate those too. Well, Josh hasn't seen them yet. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, I was just thinking. I had, uh, and I'm actually I mentioned this to Tim on uh, Twitter um, that uh, I'd always heard that uh, you, if you're not going to have the vehicle off for two minutes then it does, it's a waste of fuel because it takes two minutes worth of runtime, idle runtime uh, for an engine to run. So if you go up, go someplace and stop, you're going you're to run in and run in, run out. If it's less than two minutes, it's better to leave it running. Now, I don't know, maybe that was for the carbureted vehicles, but uh, it does seem that they are going through great leaps and bounds to try to make vehicles where they can stop whenever they're not moving, which I guess is logical sense. It just... It does take a little extra fuel to start it up. Well, I don't. That would be probably a good one for MythBusters, uh, you know, to see if that's actual, um, if that's you know something that can actually be recorded or not, or if it's something real. Uh, you know, I don't know. I can't say for one way, one way or certain, uh, one way or the other. What I do know is that you know the whole practice of stopping the engine and starting again, you know, in rush hour traffic or at a stoplight or something like that, uh, was kind of adopted uh, here in the last, I'm going to say, five years or so when hypermiling. Uh, was all the rage, mm. and everybody was trying to get every last little drop of fuel they could out of every dollar that they were spending in the tank. Right. So uh, I guess the the hybrids do that, don't they? I don't know if all the hybrids do it. Uh, well, yeah, they run on you know battery power, and then uh, you know as you you got the regenerative braking and all that stuff, and the engine really only kicks on 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 a lot of them on uh, you know when extra power is needed, you know during a uh, a passing maneuver or if you're going up a steep hill or, or something like that, or if the battery needs to be recharged. Well, we'll find out more. I, I would I would assume that a high speed starter would be available for our vehicles, and certainly the uh, the logic between uh, the brake uh, and the you know the speedometer, uh, whatever gizmo you could uh, come up with. I mean, I would imagine just some some basic uh, electronic stuff you could uh, do that, and uh, if you were driving your Jeep back and forth and stop and go traffic, it might make a big difference. Well, there's a company out there called Mean Green, and they offer oh, yeah, um, that's right. high, yeah, high, high amperage uh, alternators as well as high output starters for the four liter engine. So, uh, and I've I've seen one of those in action, and and really, I mean, it's a split second, and your Jeep is up and running. So, uh, but you're gonna pay a premium price for a premium feature like that. Well, I think they're about three hundred bucks, uh, maybe a little over that, and um, I don't know. I, I guess what did you say it was on the the savings three percent. Uh, 3% is the is what they're estimating. Obviously, they uh, are going to have to do some tests before those numbers are confirmed, but those are the initial estimates right now. Hmm. Well, interesting. I, it just kind of crossed my mind that about the, the two-minute deal and also, too, about retrofitting. Uh, it also would be pretty cool if we if there was some easy way to retrofit a uh, electric motor. So maybe at uh, high speed, you could let the, the 4.0 just kind of coast and uh, let the, uh, the electric motor just kind of, uh, well, I guess it wouldn't coast. You would still have to run a certain RPM to keep the, uh, the, the battery charged enough to run the electric motor. You know, I'm not going to go into too much depth here, but there was a couple stories over the last month or so that I was going to bring to This Week in Jeep about, uh, I've read two different stories now about uh, families, really just, you know, some, um, you know, backwoods type stuff where people have taken old Jeeps. There was one, uh, there was a CJ7 
and I forgot what the other one was. I think it was actually a YJ, um, but they converted them to all electric. And uh, and one one of the kids was 17 years old. He did it for uh, like a senior project or something like that. I think uh, I remember other, that one. The other one took like four years or something, and uh, you know did it in their barn. And uh, and it was just you know father son project type of thing. But uh, but very interesting. Nonetheless, two older jeeps uh, both getting converted completely to electric. So I thought that was kind of cool. The stories are kind of long, so that's why I didn't really bring them to this week in Jeep. But nonetheless, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, real quick. I think the one I'm thinking about, which may be the one you're talking about. He was getting about 70 miles uh, to a charge, which I guess is uh, is probably about standard. I, I don't think it was a lifted XJ. I think it was a stock uh, like two-wheel drive, which would make a big difference. Yeah, no, these, uh, these were definitely... XJTalk.com uh, is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to XJTalk.com when you're off-road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap a Talk app, then search for XJ Talk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. How would you like to be a guest on the XJ Talk Show? Do you have an interesting story about your Jeep? Maybe an off-road adventure? Perhaps you're a vendor and want to get the word out about your great products. Send us an email to interviews at xjtalk.com or call and leave a voice or text message at 530-675-4102. Four one zero two. We look forward to hearing from you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or your MP3 player. Get a free audiobook. Download any 30-day free trial over at www.audibletrial.com slash xjtalkshow. Yeah, I want to thank everybody for going over there, clicking our link on the xjtalkshow.com and also going to directly the link that Josh just told us about uh, over to uh, Audible and uh, uh, checking out their site. Uh, and uh, just thank you very much for, for doing that for us. And now, welcome our new YouTube subscribers. Josh, we're at 544. Yeah, speaking of giving thanks, guys, we are going to give thanks to uh, four members we pulled out of our list at random. If your name hasn't been called, sit tight. We'll get to it eventually. It's a big list, guys, and it grows every week. And we pick four of them out of here. And, well, uh, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and pay some homage to now uh, these guys right now. Uh, the first on the list, and this is in no particular order, uh, Hui Nui Nguyen Duck. Hui Nguyen Van Duck. There we go. God bless you. And uh, Samantha C02. And we got Brian McDonald on here as well. I wonder if he's related to Norm McDonald. Norm! Maybe old McDonald. <laughs> and uh, Scott Ivy. You know, Brian and Scott are two old uh, XJTalk.com members, and Brian hasn't been around on the site for, for quite some time. Oh, maybe still listening to the show. Either way, thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you being YouTube subscribers. I want to give a quick honorable mention out there. This is something that popped up in the uh, xjtalk.com uh, chat room today. Uh, it says, Tony, Josh, if you guys are reading this, would like to, would you care to do something for me? My brother from Grants Pass, Oregon, is getting shipped out to the military this week, and his birthday was on Tuesday. Could you give him a shout-out for me? He drives a TJ. His name's Noah. And that was from Eric, a.k.a. Heart Theft, who uh, lives out there in Utah. Well, happy belated birthday, Noah. 
Uh, if we had your last name, we'd love to, you know, give you the respect and recognition that you deserve for serving our country, man. Uh, but I'm sure you know who you are, and those uh, who are friends of yours listening know who Noah is as well. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, Noah, thank you very much for your service. Uh, and make sure you tell your fellow soldiers about the XJ Talk Show. And, uh, well, we wish you nothing but the safest of travels, and uh, hope you return home safe as well. Absolutely. And, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to hear back from uh, some of those soldiers that uh, had nothing else better to do than listen to a, a goofy podcast by a couple of knuckleheads with Jeeps <laughs> <laughs> and to come back and say, you know, I never had a Jeep, never cared to have a Jeep, but after listening to the podcast, I bought one and I blame you guys. <laughs> ah, there we go. Hey, that's supporting the economy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, but uh, we all know how much fun it is to, to work on a Jeep. Although uh, some of them deserve it for the, the hell we put them through. Not so much me. I, I just kind of drive it fast and uh, take corners real sharp. like having all that weight low, Josh. It makes it corner better. Yeah, well, and you got things like sway bars and stuff uh, still attached as well. And, well, mine, uh, mine's set up a little bit differently. Enough. <laughs> there should be no going around the corner fast in my rig. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't have, have you been in the situation where you felt like maybe that was a little dangerous to, uh, to like get out of harm's way because somebody stopped or maybe they were even messing with you and stopped, uh, stopped quick? Because I don't know if you realize it or not, but, but Jeep Cherokees, lifted Jeep Cherokees with uh, winches and bumpers are scary to people. Uh, yes, and uh, some in general don't stop very well, mine especially. I, I'm definitely looking at some uh, brake upgrades here in the, in the near future, so there's something i got to do about my stopping power. It's definitely not what I'd like it to be. Well, you haven't done the disc brakes in the back yet, have you? Not yet. Yeah, I need to do that as well, although mine stops pretty good. I switched over to those ceramic pads, and man, it was worth the uh, the increase in price. They, uh, it really, uh, you tell a big difference in the stopping. Amazon.com and the XJ Talk Show present You Bought What? What in hey guys, the hell is, is uh, this? <laughs> yeah, this is a this is something we bring out every other week, guys. It's uh I guess you could say it's on the odd number shows, if you will, but uh, it's a lot of fun. We uh, we call it Amazon You Bought What. And and how this works is uh, for all of those who'd like to participate and get on this list, all you have to do is over head over to xjtalk.com xjtalkshow.com. Heck, you could even go over to tonyandjosh.com. And uh, there's going to be an Amazon banner there we'd like for you to click on. What that's going to do is it's going to take you straight over to amazon.com where you can continue to do any of the online shopping that you normally would. Get anything from Amazon. Get the same exact price you ordinarily would. You're not going to pay a dime more, but Amazon has agreed to give us a small little kickback. It's a great way for you guys to support your favorite show. And they have agreed to give us a list of what you guys have been buying. We get everything on here from bacon salt to crotchless panties, and you guys are definitely good at throwing us a curveball every now and again. And that's what it's all about, guys. Throw us one of those curveballs every now and again, or else just help support the show and you know, make some of those purchases that you ordinarily would. And, well, it helps keep the lights on here at the XJ Talk Show. So you go over to xjtalkshow.com. You click on the Amazon.banner ad. It takes you to Amazon.com, and any purchase that you make, it's the same price you would always pay, but we get a little something, and it goes on our list. So that's the Reader's Digest version, very short, and hopefully that makes uh, as much sense as what Josh was just going through. His, his was the detail, mine's the, uh, the summary. <laughs> short and sweet. <laughs> well, we've got a, a great list. You guys have uh, been very active. We definitely appreciate uh, very much your guys' involvement and, uh, and continued support with this. Um, I, we're not going to make it through the entire list, and guys, if you, no if you have an item that... Uh, uh, you know, has been on the list recently. We haven't gotten to it. 
uh, you know, hang tight. It might turn up eventually. Uh, but Tony and I, we, we come out and we pick out some of the ones that uh, we can make some funny with or uh, that were high dollar purchases or, you know, otherwise gets our attention. Uh, there's one on here that I saw was uh, it's a 13 inch uh, 10 to 30 volt 72 watt LED spotlight bar for off-road vehicles, ATVs, UTVs, SUVs, uh, ABCs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> uh, that was a nice $80 purchase that somebody got picked up and a very nice little 13-inch uh, LED light for their rig. Hey, you know, I, I, I personally would like to have uh, know a little more about this. Uh, so if you were the one that purchased this, consider calling into our voicemail. You'll get that number several times during the show. Uh, consider calling on uh, our voicemail. Let us know that you bought it and uh, what you think of it, how bright it is, co- how it's com- you know compared to maybe some off-road lights that you already had or uh, the uh, the headlights that you have on your Jeep. But uh, we'd like to hear from you and like to know what that thing, how, how well a purchase it was because uh, LEDs are kind of a strange thing. You know, you never know if it's going to be great or not. I was uh, very much surprised with the ones that I got and I uh, think I got lucky. Now, this is one that we missed on last uh, the last time we did this segment, and I wanted to make sure it was in this one because this is a big deal. I don't know how I missed this. I think it didn't have the uh, the period and the cents at the end, and I just looked at it like a $3.29 purchase. But this was a $329 purchase. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, when we're talking about a few pennies, when the the the, the purchase goes up in the hundreds of dollars, those those pennies become dollars <laughs> for us. So, uh, but this is a um, I'm not even going to say Rock Dish 5.5 gigahertz 34 dBi uh, antenna. It's a dish, you know, like they like you have for the satellite and stuff. But this isn't one of those satellite dishes. It's a, a Wi-Fi dish, so somebody may must really be doing something. They're really snooping on the neighbors. I can see this thing <laughs> fitted to the top of a Jeep, and the guy's going along. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm on, let's see. I'll dial 911 from this place. Yeah, okay. But, uh, you know, that, yeah, that might be one of those things where, you know, you see one of those on top of an RV or something like that, uh, you know, because you uh, can't live without the XJ Talk Show or XJTalk.com when you're out RVing. Well, uh, you know, whenever Wi-Fi first came out, uh, everything was open and uh, nothing was uh, password protected. So uh, you could pretty much go anywhere across the country as long as there were people around. There was Wi-Fi available and you just got on the Wi-Fi and you had free Internet. Uh, Of course, that's changed now because of people abusing it. But boy, something like this would really let you reach out and uh, grab a a Wi-Fi router with that uh, very, very directional thing. Well, here's one. Uh, you know, I'm not huge on stickers on my own ride, but, uh, you know, there are some that have gotten my attention and this one got the attention of somebody out there. It's a peace sign, just a sticker. It's a vinyl decal, but it's made with guns. <laughs> now it's actually made out of vinyl, but it just has guns and a peace sign, a peace sign, uh, you know, shape or so. And I thought it was pretty cool. So I figured I'd go ahead and mention that it's just $4, but somebody got off Amazon, figured they might as well click on our link and, uh, or go to xjtalkshow.com slash Amazon and, uh, well, help us out a little bit with just a small purchase. You know, my, uh, my daughter has put a, uh, a love sticker on the back of the, the 99, and it's uh, love made out of uh, various weapons. I, I remember one is an AK-47. So. Way cool. Way cool. <laughs> yeah, as kinda, long as it wasn't rainbow, I think that would be okay. <laughs> yeah, kind of scary. <clears throat> and here's, uh, here's something, a crucial 8-gigabyte uh, single DDR3-1600 uh, megahertz uh, PC12800 unbuffered ECC. Ooh, this is the server memory. And anyway, that's what all that means is 
um, it, it's a uh, it's memory that goes onto like a, a desktop or a tower or even a and like I said a, a server system. So somebody actually went over there and uh, purchased eighty three dollars and ninety five cents worth of memory. I don't know how many of that was. Uh, generally speaking, you want to buy them in match pairs, but uh, uh, somebody want the extra mile. They're getting some good memory, nice fast stuff. That DDR three sixteen hundred. Well, here's uh, speaking of uh, memory, here's a Western Digital Red 2 terabyte NAS hard drive, uh, 3.5 inch SATA, SATA 3, in fact, 64 megabyte cache uh, for $98.90. That's basically a $100 purchase that somebody went out and, and dropped for a, for a sweet little hard drive. Yeah, hard drive prices really went up, uh, I think, because of an uh, earthquake or a tsunami. I can't remember what, what it was now. And I was waiting for prices to drop back down, and they finally have two terabytes for under a hundred bucks. That's amazing. Yeah, that, uh, that is awesome. One of the great, uh, and and you know what, two terabytes you could store all of the XJ talk shows on it. Hey, <laughs> you'd have there it. Go. In, uh, one single hard drive with the entire XJ talk show archive. Uh, you'd have a lot left, a lot of space left over. Uh, oh, here's a good one. You know, somebody's building a system. I can tell with uh, with all these purchases. Uh, Windows 8.1 Systems Builder OEM DVD, uh, the 64-bit version, $94.57. Yep, that's right, guys. You can go to Windows 8.1. And, and I know Josh doesn't like it. I run it on my laptop. It's fine. It's not a problem. It's like Windows 7 with a couple of bells and whistles. Uh, I do not like them. I do not like the Metro interface, and I don't use it. Don't have to. But anyway, if you want to go to the latest uh, Microsoft Windows version, you can do it for under 100 bucks at Amazon.com. Now, here's one. It's another high-dollar purchase. I, I had to highlight this one here, even though I'm not really familiar with exactly what it is, but it's $441.90. Just an awesome purchase. Thank you, whoever uh, went out there and did that. ThinkServer 70A400 1MUX 5UP Tower Server. Uh, with a 1X Intel Xeon processor, 3.2 gigahertz uh, in there as well. Uh, so nonetheless, almost a $450 purchase for, through Amazon, getting themselves a nice little uh, tower server of some sort or another. Uh, way cool. Thank you very much. Can you tell we're reading some of these for the first time? <laughs> they get a little technical. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with this one. Um, I think this is pretty cool. Uh, this is and, and very handy to have in the garage whenever you're doing wiring on your jeep like that led that we read earlier about uh, electrical butt splice uh 22 to 16 gauge terminals red 100 pack i don't know how i feel about having my butt spliced well sometimes uh like in prison <laughs> it's not a choice yeah. no there's some good shop supplies i know that i need to re-up my shop supply uh inventory here a little bit and well that's just the kind of stuff that i could uh, you know stand to get my hands on and uh for a hundred pack for under seven bucks that's a pretty good deal well let's see just found out what you bought oh my god i just can't believe that made it on the list nope sorry you went for three seconds without saying anything so show's uh, over <laughs> I was waiting. I was, you know he said he was gonna wrap up with this and i was like well i don't know if that was meant for him or for both of us so no no it was like uh, this is my wrap up and then i was gonna let you do one and uh you know you just you just sit there so i'm i'm rolling i'm rolling the music man dead air <laughs> it's uh all well, hey guys all the magic of uh, editing. Yep. This part of the XJ Talk Show is brought to you by Audible.com. If you like podcasts, there's a good chance that you're going to like audiobooks too, especially if you're busy like Tony and I are and you don't have time to read those things with the letters and the words in them. I don't know what they're called. 
Uh, anyways, uh, you know, trying to read one of those in traffic would most likely be bad for your health. Don't do that. Audible.com has over 150,000 titles to choose from across any imaginable topic you can think of, from tech to sci-fi, fiction to fantasy, and yeah, they even got some Jeep stuff, too. They got some stuff for the kiddies as well, guys. You got to get involved with it. Get you started. The XJ Talk Show has got you hooked up. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash Show, and you get instantly one free title of your choice. That's right. Anything you want for free. Now, who says you can't get something for nothing? That's audibletrial.com slash Show. Is that right, Josh? You can get anything on there. They don't have just a certain segment of things that you can get free, but it's just anything in their library. Any one of their over 150,000 type. Basically, you walk into their library. It's like walking into your, your municipal library and being able to walk out with whatever book that you want. You know, there's something I've never done, and uh, I'm probably going to hell for it. Uh, I've never read the Bible. Uh, I sat through a lot of Sunday school, so <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I hate reading anyway. So, uh, but uh, this might be a cool way. I wonder if they actually have the Bible on audiobooks where you could just sit oh, there and, uh, I, 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 I feel I might, I'd have to get the American standard edition cause otherwise I'd probably start talking in these and thous and yeah. I will smite thee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Something to think about. Anyway, uh, here is our uh, Jeep tip with uh, Steve 4.3 LXJ. And uh, you may remember this one. It's about inverters. We had it on the show about, uh, gosh, uh, three or four months ago, but uh, it was uh, a good thing to know. Certainly s- something that during the hurricane season, if you're uh, on the, one of the Gulf Coast or uh, East Coast, uh, I guess West Coast, you guys get them too, but not so much. Um, but uh, earthquakes, anything that you might need to uh, power uh, a uh, uh, AC voltage device. Uh, it could just be uh, a laptop uh, that you want to uh, run and charge the internal battery on. So I think this is a, a real good uh, Jeep tip that uh, we wanted to share with you again. And now for a disclaimer. Jeep tips is for entertainment purposes only. If you choose to follow these tips, man up and take the responsibility for your own actions. If you cannot or you feel that working on your Jeep is beyond your abilities, seek the help or advice of a trained certified mechanic. Got a tip? We do. It's time for Jeep Tips. Thanks, Tony. It's good to be back. Today I'd like to talk about inverters. Now, some of you may have thought about putting inverters in your Jeeps to power things like uh, computers and things like that, and they can be real handy. So, the first question we should ask, do I need one? And the answer is, if you want to run things that normally run on 120 volts in your house, and an inverter can be real handy. So the next question is, how big do I need? They come in all sizes. You can get them that'll run a USB port off of a cigarette lighter, clear up to 3,000 watts, and 3,000 watts is pretty big. So what are you going to use it for? So they'll run things like power tools. I take mine out to uh, the back 40 and work on the mailbox or fence posts or anything like that and you can just run it right off your rig you can run electronic devices computers you can charge your cell phone uh, you can run a television if you want to take it all with you you can use rechargeable lights I use one out of my shop when I camp I use mine also to run a small refrigerator in the back. I've always got nice cold drinks, and uh, it's just 
real handy that way. In fact, if I wanted to, I could go to town and get ice cream while I'm camping. So the next question is, what will they not run? And that's kind of a, a really good question to ask yourself if you're going to get an inverter, because there's some things that an inverter will not run. The reason for this is that the modern transistorized inverter will generate a sine wave that doesn't look like your house power. The stuff that goes into your house, if you put it on an oscilloscope, it uh, has a nice rounded topped sine wave. And uh, that's what stuff is designed to run off of. Your transistorized inverters don't have the components that they used to have back in the good old days. They used to have iron rings in them and I've even seen one that ran a DC motor that uh, ran an alternator and uh, so you got a, a real uh, alternating current off of uh, a uh, motorized alternator. So nowadays the transistorized ones have a square topped uh, alternating current so it's not a true sine wave and being square like that they have different characteristics and normally you can get by with it it's not a big deal you can run your computers or your TVs and power tools and stuff like that but one thing that they will not do is start a, uh, a motor under load that does not have a capacitor on it nowadays uh, for instance you can get a small one horsepower compressor uh, at Sears or any number of places and uh, these things pull a lot of juice when they start up and they don't have capacitors on them and those kind of motors even though the compressor or even rather the inverter might theoretically be big enough they won't start them if you have something that's going to start under load such as a compressor uh, needs to have capacitors on it or it's not going to work so uh, how do I set one up now if I've got myself a, my inverter I think I want to do some nice things with it and so now I I want to wire it in and a lot of people put them under the seats uh, I've got a 1750 watt inverter in the back of my Jeep and uh, I know firsthand about the the compressor thing because uh, I tried to do that and found out later that that was not the thing to do so there's a few things we have to take into consideration here when we go to wire one in it's not just get a little bit of wire and, and hook it up to the battery and it's going to go. You have to figure out how much load you're going to be running with one of these things. So let's take for instance a thousand watt inverter. And a thousand watts sounds like a lot of watts and, it, and you know it'll run a lot of things. It'll run your television set and uh, just about run a microwave, a big one. So in order to figure out uh, how many amps these things are going to draw we need to figure out what the output amperage is going to be and for that we use Ohm's law where watts is equal to volts times amps and that's just real standard we use that a lot for instance when we want to figure out the size of wiring we're going to use in off-road lights and winches and things like that so let's say that I'm going to run something with a thousand watts and if I'm running it at 120 volts, I would then change, do a little bit of algebra, change the equation so that amps is equal to watts divided by volts. So I've got 1,000 watts divided by 120 amps. 
and that's 8.3 amps. That's not too bad. I can use 14 gauge wire for that and be plenty safe. And in fact, uh, if you've got uh, small heaters at home that have 1,000 watt coils in them, it's just got a little light cord that runs them, and you get by with that just fine. But now how about the power that goes into it? Remember, you're going to be converting 120 from 12 volts. So let's take that 1,000 again and divide it by 12, and we get 83 amps. So what happens is, in order to get that 1,000 watts out of the... Uh, out of our inverter, we've got to feed it with a thousand watts also on the other end and in order to do that we have to have 83 amps come off of our batteries and that's quite a bit so we'd have to have some uh, probably some number six or at the very least number eight wire but number six would be better feeding that that's pretty good sized stuff now on my 1750 watt uh, inverter I run battery cables to it because it'll pull that much power so if we're going to be setting this up you've got to have a good source and you have to realize that your alternators may not be big enough to run one of these things if you're going to run very much and so if you're going to uh, uh, run one it uh, would behoove you to upgrade your electrical system there your charging system rather and make it so that it will handle one of these things so for instance I thought a fun little project to do would be to run a uh, thousand watt heater coil in my uh, heating system in my Jeep so that I could have instant hot defrost and instant hot heat on the coldest mornings and I wouldn't have to wait five or six minutes and drive five or six miles for my wait for my Jeep to warm up so I'd flip a switch and the inverter would go on and that thousand watt coil would be coming to uh, life and it would be glowing red and I'd be pulling 83 amps out of my charging system and my charging system won't handle that much for very long it would start to run the batteries down so we need to make sure that the rest of the Jeep is in sync with your inverter needs and you can use a lot of juice that way. So uh, you might be thinking about uh, that heavier alternator, that 160 amp ZJ uh, V8 alternator on your Jeep, or you might be thinking uh, uh, of even going to a 200 amp alternator if you're going to be doing too much of this. So after we've done that, now once you get on the other side, you can run that light wire and, and power most anything and it's basically the same as wiring up uh, uh, amplifiers for your subwoofers and so forth it takes a, some heavy wiring going in to uh, to run these things so in conclusion here what we see is you can run a lot of good stuff but you've got to be prepared and you and you have to plan this out so that you have a system that is totally in sync with what you want to do Because I think we're going to have a lot to say about it. I don't like it. Probably makes you want to have a beer. 
not buying it. Options on it. Tony and Josh show. Obviously, they're setting up for something epic. This summer, they are coming. You know, they don't care. They don't care if people get hurt. They are better than ever. I'm going to really go off on a very odd tangent here right now. Be prepared. How dare you? Seriously. Everything is about to change. You know, just go away. Tony and Josh. Tony and Josh. The Tony and Josh Show. Tony and Josh Show. This summer... Yep, yep. We're going to be uh, doing the episode 29 of the uh, Tony and Josh show. I wanted to say XJ Talk so bad. Uh, the Tony and Josh show next Tuesday. I'm sorry, next Wednesday, the 2nd. Uh, because uh, Tuesday has a, a two in it. <laughs> it sounds like it, you know. Anyway, so uh, next Wednesday, 10 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Same time, early, one day earlier than what we do this show. Uh, Tony and Josh show episode 29. We're back and, and it is summer. Yep, man. Make sure you guys head over to tonyandjosh.com and, uh, well, make sure you guys are following all the good stuff that goes on over there. And you can listen and, uh, listen to that promo that Josh did uh, very good job. You know, Josh, I was putting up, uh, I've been playing the last three episodes prior to our hi- hiatus, uh, on, uh, the, the last three weeks, uh, putting it up and, uh, also to getting, uh, Kind of stretching the uh, the Libsyn uh, account that we got set up, so that that means you guys are going to have faster downloads for Tony and Josh now than what you had in the past. Ooh. Anyway, uh, I was uh, listening to episode uh, twenty eight, just had it uh, uh, put it up as uh, the the show for this week, uh, the last show that we did prior uh, to the hiatus, and uh, I was listening to it, and I I found out that that's where you got all those cut all those little drops for that that promo. You cheated, uh, yeah, you bastard! Cross. I thought you were going through. Just all kinds, at least 20, <laughs> 20 different shows, you know. I thought to myself, my God, all the work and time and effort that you put into that. And you pulled it from one show, and it's like the first 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like across a few shows in my uh, in my defense. But, uh, but nonetheless, right. yes, it uh, it was there's nothing just wrong with that. I, I want it to be, you know, somewhat fresh still. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But I just, you know, you don't know. And I think that's something we forget when we do stuff like this that it, it looks like some big, you know, production thing. And I mean, I know there's some talent and some, some luck involved in it, but, uh, just so you guys realize a couple of knuckleheads <laughs> that like playing around with stuff like electronics and, and Jeeps and, and we don't mind talking. So, uh, don't, <laughs> don't think we're anything special. Uh, we sweat just like you do. <laughs> sure enough. No, I definitely had a lot of fun uh, creating that. And I appreciate the kind words and the backhanded compliment. <laughs> I said something about that the other day. Somebody gave uh, uh, somebody on Twitter a compliment. It was backhanded. I said, just give me the backhand. <laughs> you can keep the compliment. I mean, if you're going to hit me, just hit me, damn it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's get to our voicemails uh, as they are. Uh, I'm going to play this. <laughs> <laughs> Why do those shows have to be gone for so damn long? It seems like it used to be like three months and they were back. You know, it was, they were gone for the summer and then come September they were back. And, and now this crap that you have to go, you know, was it 18 months before you, I mean the show, that damn show is slowing off already, but, but I digress. Hey, this is Tony. <laughs> and this is Josh from the XJ talk show. 
We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we Yes, do. we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at The Beep. Hey, this is Mickey G, and I just want to give a quick shout-out. Ah! That is all. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to call in about Jeep's so-called competition uh, with the FJ Cruiser and the Ford Bronco. You know, you can keep your FJ, you can keep your OJ, because, uh, you know, we're the OG of off-roading. And by that, I mean original Jeep. doesn't really fit, but oh well, it works. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to say, when it comes to Jeep, there is no competition. We dominate everything, and we will crawl over you like we crawl over the rocks. Have a nice Jeep week, everyone. I think everybody, whether they admit it or not, uh, really want a Jeep uh, at least once in your life. You know, if you you may go with something else or full size this or other, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Jeep are, are iconic. At least they used to be. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I want to take a minute to get serious and uh, tell you guys what happened to me this morning. Uh, well, let me tell you, first I'll say that I, I like to drive with the windows rolled down. Even in the wintertime, I'll have the heat on. In the summer, I'll have the AC on, and I just I just like the windows down. And uh, so Wendy sent me out to a grocery store to get a few items. And I load him in the Jeep, shut the hatch, got in the car, started driving to a red light. And this woman pulls up next to me and says, uh, you're spilling stuff. And I look in my rearview mirror, and there's a little trail of groceries from the stoplight to the food line. Uh, apparently, my hatch didn't latch correctly, and it popped open. And uh, because the windows were down and the radio was blasting, I didn't notice. So, uh. My question is, to all the people out there that were filming it while I was darting in and out of traffic chasing a can of SpaghettiOs, can you please send it to me or post it on YouTube or something? Because Wendy does not believe me. <laughs> and she really believes I forgot the can of biscuits. All right, gentlemen, I will chat later. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> it was all of an elaborate ruse to cover the forgetting yeah. of the biscuits. Wendy, sa- gonna, Wendy sounds pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> so if you found Nikki's groceries or his marbles, he's lost them. Uh, please return to P.O. Box. No, I'm kidding. So, uh, yeah, you should give the wrong number for the uh, the voicemail again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, let's get some more calls over to that special, uh, special needs children education center. Uh, yeah, so uh, guys, this would be the part where we roll into the show uh, with some uh, reviews, but you guys have been kind of slacking off. I know the weather's turning nice, and well, you'd uh, got better things to do than to spend a few moments heading over to iTunes and typing a few words for us. But guys, please consider heading over to iTunes or to Stitcher uh, and leaving us a, a review, a comment, if you will. Uh, those five-star reviews are nice, and it definitely helps the show you know, rise in the ranks a little bit. So uh, if you'd like to help out the show, that'd be great. We appreciate it. Yes, yes. We... Uh appreciate it when you do uh, we appreciate it when you don't but we appreciate it more when you do oh yeah <laughs> hey josh how's it going 
Not pretty good, Tony. I see you got the fire going. Oh, yeah. All warmed up, ready to go. Hey, man, what do we got to talk about now? I mean, that's a hard day of wheeling, and uh, it's time to relax and uh, chat a bit. Well, I finally got my throttle body into the machine shop. The donor throttle body I got, <laughs> quote, at about 17 years ago from our uh, good friend of the show, Dean Murray. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now, he was kind enough to uh, to send out a, a, a donor throttle body for me to do some experimenting on as far as uh, boring that thing out and, and, and getting it on my Jeep. So... Uh, what I'm going to do is uh, I've got a jig all set up at work that I've that I've designed, uh, and uh, it's going to be done all CNC style, guys. Should be pretty cool. So uh, I can't wait to uh, to get that. All I got to do is kind of get some machine time now. So it's not I'm not actually going to be doing the work myself. Uh, I just did the uh, the engineering for uh, creating the jig that the throttle body is going to sit in, and uh, and for the um, the actual program, uh, it's just going to be some very simple geometry. And I'll have somebody in our in our cam department uh, go ahead and write the actual programming for it. But uh, the machine is going to do all the work. So uh, yeah, it should be uh, should be pretty fun and should be getting done here in the next week or so. So uh, obviously, as a, you know, we record the show on Thursday, uh, Friday. I doubt I'm going to have any work done. I'd be able to get any work done on Friday. It's at the end of the week. We're trying to rush to get things out out of the shop. So uh, that's probably not going to happen. So I'm hoping for at some point in time next week. Hopefully before next next week's show and i can bring in a shiny new uh, well not new new to me a newly bored throttle body uh to share with you guys and uh uh well maybe even the week after have a performance review for you guys as well you know so the I'm wonderful thing that. about those things is they're so easy to install i mean i guess the hardest part is switching over the sensors yeah i mean that's really going to be it is just uh pulling off the old and and putting in the new as far as uh you know the sensors and wires and plugs and stuff go so uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm crossing my fingers, hoping that, uh, whichever machinist is, is going to be running this is, uh, uh, you know, is using some new tools in the, in, in the, in the spindle, uh, that he's paying attention to what he's doing. Uh, the program does its work and, uh, and I don't end up with whistle or a bad idle or, you know, things like that, that I'm going to have to combat otherwise. But, uh, that's really the purpose of doing this, um, the way that I'm doing it. Dean was kind enough to help me out. And uh, and send this out there so that I don't screw up the one and only throttle body I have that's keeping the Jeep running right yeah. now. So if I do screw this up, then, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to have the ability to swap all the parts back over, put the one that was originally on my Jeep back on, and no harm, no foul, in other words. So uh, that's that's really how that's going to go down. Hopefully, though, uh, this ends up being a basically a direct swap, and I'm able to uh, just you know end up with some performance improvements in the long run. So... Uh since you're going to have the jig and everything already written and set up, once you've done this one and put it on, are you going to do the second one as a backup? You know, that's a really good question. I, I, I suppose I, uh, the, I might as well, right? Yeah, um, I mean, if it's all uh, set up. Yeah, if it's all, well, it, I'll have the jig and the program and everything. Um, you know, obviously I won't be able to do them both at the same exact time. So it'll just be a matter of uh, keeping that jig in a safe place and uh, and making sure that I have that program sitting somewhere where I can get to it easily again and, and bring that other throttle body back in and, uh, and, and do the same thing all over again. Uh, or unless I have to make some tweaks and some adjustments and some changes to everything, uh, the jig I'm fairly, I'm fairly confident with isn't going to be a, a, an issue as far as, uh, whether or not that's going to work. It's just going to be, uh, the actual programming aspect of it, uh, and whether or not, you know, some tighter tolerances can be hold, uh, held. I'm going to try and shoot for uh, some pretty tight tolerances on this. I don't know. I haven't ever read anything. All the research I've done on this, uh, people are boring to, you know, 60 all the way through, uh, 62, 63 millimeters. 
uh, which I think is a, I think you can only go up to like 62 or 63 before you have to swap out the butterfly valve with something else, which I'm not going to go so far to do. Uh, if I was running a stroker engine, well, then I most likely would be running something like a 65 millimeter throttle body or something like that. But uh, basically how it's going to go is, is and for you guys who don't know what I'm talking about here, let me give you a, just a very quick, um, uh, you know, uh, throttle body 101. Uh, the throttle body actually has a, a fairly substantial taper to it. Uh, the throat of it, the very opening, uh, is is large. It's it's around 60, 61, 62 millimeters or something like that. But then it chokes down to about 55 millimeters. And, uh, and, and that's, that's no bueno. Uh, we want to be able to open that thing up and get as much fuel and air rolling through that throttle body as possible. This obviously is an increase in horsepower when everything's all said and done. Uh, but you got to be careful because you have things like idle air control valves in there. The butterfly valve has to seat properly uh, in order to maintain a proper idle. Uh, things like that all have to be taken into consideration. Uh, and obviously, if you have a bone stock you know, engine uh, or you know, exhaust system and stuff, uh, you may not notice a much of an improvement uh, over, you know, over stock performance. Um, but I'm going to, you know, I've, uh, I've got a high flow intake uh, system on there, uh, headers, uh, high flow cat, high flow exhaust system. Uh, basically, you know, the entire exhaust, you know, pre and post engine has all been, you know, gone through and, uh, and upgraded and stuff. Plus, I'm running a chip as well. So, you know, the engine's definitely been tweaked a little bit, and I'm going to be able to maximize the most out of these kinds of mods. And these all work together. So things like just doing a header or just doing a catback exhaust or just doing an intake, you know, those things alone, yeah, you might notice a little bit of seat of your pants difference. But ultimately, uh, when you start combining these things, these kinds of mods together, that's when you really notice the big gains. So uh, looks like somebody's walked up to the campsite. Who we got? Hello, hello. We must have we must have a caller on the phone. Yep. Hello, how are you doing? This is uh where were you? <laughs> Technology. <laughs> no, it's ninety two one I live next to Josh. Oh that's my that's my buddy, uh my pal, my uh, fellow Jeeper ninety two or war wagon, otherwise known as Wes. He's uh, popped into the chat room every now and again, and uh, obviously I see him on a fairly regular basis. And uh, he's uh, he's the one that uh, received a freshly installed, uh, brand spanking new four and a half inch Rough Country long arm kit here recently, and uh, has been enjoying that uh, on his brand new set of thirty three twelve fifties here uh, for the last several months. So, uh, Wes, thanks for calling in the show. What's on your mind, bud? Well, you know, I just wanted to tell you about a quick trip that I had down to Southern California. Nine-year-old fixed my Jeep when I was broke down. Okay. And that lag is really weird, but I'm gonna go ahead and continue. Yeah, you All have right, to turn you have to turn the show down on YouTube. You you only, you have to listen through the phone. Otherwise, uh, it's like a thirty-second delay. Oh, I I am. I did turn it off. Um, so we were driving down with the camper, and the camper weighs about twenty-five hundred pounds. You know, the Jeep mine weighs. About Four thousand fifty, something like that, forty-two hundred pounds, and I had five people in the jeep. I was stuck. Started driving down towards Southern California. We were going all the way to San Diego. We were having a good trip, and the first issue I had on my drive down there was I stopped at down there near Ashland, and the gas attendant unplugged my gas cap and gas. All 
over. It just started blowing out of my tank, and I didn't know what was going on. Maybe it was overheating. I, it, nothing had really ever happened until there. So we let it cool down a little bit, and we filled it up. We started cruising down the road, and we got to about the base, about Shasta. And we pulled over, and we were you know, drinking waters and hanging out and just enjoying the scenery. And uh, I went to leave, and the chief wouldn't start. And from there, I started worrying because I have five people, I have a dog, and I had a camper, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I called a friend, and he was down at Shasta Lake, which was a weird coincidence. But he didn't get the call, and I called a couple towing companies, called Josh and checked out Capitalk.com and I was trying to get a hold of some people that would maybe have an idea why my Jeep wasn't starting. Nothing was happening. And I had given up. We had pulled the camper over to the side. I talked to a couple of truckers and they said, yeah, you can camp right here. So we popped out the pop-up I was sitting there having a beer and my daughter's like, let me go look at it. Let me go look at it. Give me the keys. She's nice. She don't know nothing, right? She goes in there. I have a limited. It comes with a standard or, I don't know if it's standard or not, but it comes with an alarm system. One of those little plug-in kits that you have to plug in. Or, you know, it's like a little plastic kit to plug in underneath the dash. She's tinkering around. She's like, have you checked this wire? Have you checked this wire? Have you checked that? I'm like, yes, I checked it all. Just leave me alone. I was kind of upset. I'm, I'm killing, you know. And she's like, well, this one was unplugged. Why don't you try to start it now? <laughs> this was like three hours later. And uh, I said, okay, fine, whatever. I went over to her and here, here, let's check it out. She fires up. God damn it. Fired right up. I'll be done. We were just relaxing. We had a good time. And, and, we were already popped up. The tent was up, you know, the camper tent, and we just stayed the night there. We're so happy, and now Haley fixes everything. <laughs> it's a good time. Well, that's cool. Leave it. Leave it to the uh, to the troubleshooting skills of a nine year old girl to uh, fix a broken down <laughs> Jeep on the side of the road. That's uh, that's pretty good. Wes, I thanks agree. for calling in, man. That's a that's a that's an awesome story. Really appreciate it. Yeah, that's really cool. That's kind of the way I always am. Uh, it's really hard for me to watch somebody work on something, whether it's computers or Jeeps or whatever, because I want to get in there. I figure I can get it done. And, you know, that's a great confidence builder for your daughter, too. That'll mean a lot to her for a very, very long time. And I'm sure she'll be telling the story. Daddy, you remember when you couldn't start the Jeep and I fixed it? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, I remember. And part of you goes, damn it. The other part of it, of you go just, just beams inside because you're so proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Good times, good times. Well, uh, I would love to have got, had Wes in the studio to, uh, to uh, you know, tell us that story. But uh, guys, this just proves if you got a, a Jeep story, uh, any kind of adventure that you've been on recently, uh, all you got to do is give us a call, you know, either on the voicemail line or like Wes did here during the live show. And and give us a quick rundown of uh, basically, you know, what that story entails and, and all that good stuff. So uh, anybody can do it, guys, and you can, too. All you got to do is just call in. Yeah, great. Uh, there's there's a bunch of great Jeep stories out there. I'm sorry, Josh. Go ahead. 
I was going to say our live call-in uh, number scrolls uh, on the bottom of the screen all throughout the show uh, while we do the live broadcast. And for our podcast listeners, if you'd like to call in uh, on our voicemail line, that's 530-675-4102. Uh, join us next week uh, for our live show and call in and, well, say hi. Hey, Tony, I got something here in the uh, in the mail recently. Um, well, it was, uh, it was shipped, actually. Uh, but nonetheless, it's something I've been waiting for for a while, and I'm very, very anxious to uh, share with the rest of, uh, of everybody out there. Uh, it is Eric Zappi's uh, Jeep Cherokee XJ Builder's Guide. This is the advanced edition. This is one that just came out here in the last month or two, uh, but uh, way cool. I'm, I'm very uh, excited to go through this. I haven't had a chance to, uh, to go through the whole thing yet, uh, but nonetheless, um, I'm very excited to have finally got this, and uh, hopefully we'll get him on the show here very soon. And and uh, be able to kind of go through this with him in person a little bit. Yep, yep. Now that we both have the book, uh, we'll be able to get him on because uh, I didn't want to uh, do the interview without us both uh, uh, having uh, the source document to go over and ask questions about. It just uh, it wouldn't have been fair to you, Josh, especially you would have got all jealous of me talking about trusses yeah. and shiny <laughs> this, this and shiny that. What do you mean that everybody needs to see on page 62? <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll be having, uh, and Eric's all for it. Uh, we're going to be, uh, I've already spoken to him. We're going to be having him on the uh, on the show really soon. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll have him by the campfire, Josh. All right, there we go. So this, uh, I'm going to be taking off. I know I, I tease you guys. Uh, I, I tease myself. It, it, it makes for a good romance. Um, but uh, I'm going to be taking off a couple of days here next week prior to July 4th. And I'm really really hoping that i'll be able to get uh, something uh done on my jeep i'd really like to do the air horn um so i uh, i just got to get out there spend the uh you know i'll probably spend eight hours because i'll have to go down to home uh homes lowe's or home depot or uh, even the small uh, uh hardware store that we have here in katie and picking up parts because i know i'm not gonna have everything i need but i know I, i've already picked up the hose the airline uh i uh I just got to put it all together. And I'm actually thinking about laying it out in the garage prior to installing it in the Jeep just to make sure that you know, everything is going to be, you know, every, that I'll actually need everything before I start getting all dirty and have to go buy something. You heard it here first, everybody. Uh, Tony's picking up hose and laying it out in the garage. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a good measuring device. Um, so uh, <laughs> looking forward to that. Maybe I'll do some video. And uh, I, I probably will have time uh, being off to get that uh, ball joint video uh, finally done. Uh, it's all put together. It just needs to be uh, final edits so that it uh, moves along at a fairly good clip, but yet stays informative. Jeep's been running good. I still got a bit of an oil leak somewhere that I need to uh, resolve. Uh, but I, have, I think I've been putting a quart in about every two or three weeks. Uh, it seems to run down to a uh, about... Uh, a little below add uh, in that time and kind of stays there. So it must be a level thing that it gets to a certain level and wherever the, 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 the very small minor leak that I have just stops because uh, it doesn't seem to, to go away past that, which is kind of good. I, uh, yeah, I'm not really sweating it anymore. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the, you know, big, uh, big spots in the driveway or in the garage are certainly nothing to, uh, nothing to be proud of. Yeah, I'm really surprised it actually is uh, losing oil because I don't even see spots like I used to. And from as far as I can tell, uh, it was the uh, those three O-rings that just must have been bad uh, out of the kit. And uh, I should have bought those new. Should have known better. But, uh, you know, you live and you learn. You buy a, a brand new, I think it was a Felpro kit. And I was just really surprised that that thing 
uh, leaked like that. And of course, it, I didn't change it until it was leaking like a sieve. Anyway, like I said, you live, you learn. Uh, that's the way it is. If you don't like uh, going through these things, then uh, buy it off the assembly line. And uh, when you get tired of it uh, or when it needs to be worked on, trade it in and get something else. Uh, well, I hope you don't get rid of the XJ. <laughs> I can't. They don't make any more. <laughs> yeah. Get another one. I guess I could always have somebody do it professionally, but that always scares the hell out of me. Uh, I, I never know how the individual uh, or the company that I've taken it to is going to respect my vehicle. And uh, exactly. especially with it being this old, uh, I, I just, I don't know. I just don't think you get the, the same attention that you would on the, uh, I mean, if you take a brand new vehicle to them, they know you're spending a bunch of money for the thing. Also, too, I think it's more te- uh, newer technology that they're more interested in working on. And when you take something that's uh, old, no matter how good a shape it in, it's in or how, how nice it looks, they're looking at uh, looking at going, oh, this cheap bastard's not going to want to do anything. <laughs> why, why would they have this vehicle that's, you know, 14 plus years old? Yeah, I would think the older stuff is e- easier to work on than the uh, than the newer stuff. Of course, you know, I'd, I would much rather work on a late model uh, Cherokee than a uh, Cherokee engine than a like a Renix or something. But uh Nonetheless, uh, I mean, the four liters are, are a, a relatively easy, you know, the Jeep in general is an easy vehicle to work on. What the hell is that? What, what's that? I don't like the sound of that. Ah, somebody's messing with us. That's us. Some crazy people over there in the camp Somebody next door. Next campground. I don't, I don't know. That's banjos. I didn't expect to hear anybody out here. Yeah. Nah, don't pay any attention to it. Oh, that's what happens when you drink beer and, uh, and wheel. <laughs> yeah. yeah see it stopped we're okay oh man that doesn't sound good <laughs> no. oh no i'm out of here <laughs> Screw this. it's times like these that i'm glad i wore a belt and suspenders let's get the fuck out of here yeah i'm out of here <laughs> I'm pretty sure that pig was starting to enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) A wink means no. (laughs) That wasn't spider pig. No, no. Spider pig. Oh, miss spider pig. (laughs) All righty. Well, guys, that's another show, and, uh, you know, we clumsily uh, got through that last one, but uh, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed that. Hope you got the humor out of that one. <laughs> yeah, we're just messing around here, having some fun with uh, our production skills and what we got at our disposal, guys. Uh, we'd like for you guys to join in on the show. We've got a third seat open here for you, uh, whether it's uh, an interview uh, for, uh, well, your Jeep build or maybe a, a recent wheeling story. Hey, maybe you know somebody who's in the off-road industry and uh, might be interested in getting their product out there or uh, getting them on the show for an interview and letting them uh, tell us what they do. I would love to hear from you guys. 530-675-4102-247 voicemail line. Uh, make sure you guys reach out to us uh, through there, uh, through Facebook, Twitter, we're on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn.com, iTunes, YouTube every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central, and of course, the entire show archive over at xjtalkshow.com. I can't forget why we're here, guys. XJTalk.com, best Jeep site on the web. Hey, thanks to uh, Steve for doing our uh, our uh, inverter Jeep tip segment tonight. I hope you guys uh, got a lot from that. Uh, if you haven't used an inverter, they're really easy to use, but uh, definitely keep in mind about uh, the wattage rating 
versus how much power you can put into them. Yeah, I was told there'd be no math, and uh, he started breaking out Ohm's Law on me, and I, oh boy. Steve, I warned you. <laughs> there's there's got to be think, math. Uh, th- I'd like to thank Wes for calling in. 92 War Wagon uh, sharing us uh, a little bit of a, wheel, a recent, well, it wasn't really wheeling. It was more like a road trip story. Nonetheless, thanks for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, uh, did you uh, mention the Hidden uh, hidden Wounds XJ? I did not mention the Hidden Wounds XJ, but I'm going to mention the Hidden Wounds XJ project right now. Guys, please visit the Hidden Wounds XJ Facebook page. Friend them, like them, pick up some of their stickers and T-shirts. Help support the cause. They're trying to build a Jeep Cherokee over there. Take around shows. Uh, to promote awareness for traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress syndrome. Guys, please, please support Hidden Wounds XJ. And uh, make sure you guys check out Full Metal Badges as well, friends of the show. And while they're doing some cool stuff, uh, make sure you guys check them out and, uh, well, help support them as well. Yeah, just go over to Facebook and uh, look for Full Metal Badges. And uh, you'll see some really cool, well, Full Metal Badges that you can stick on your Jeep. And uh, I'm hoping they're going to get a bunch of those made up. Guys, thanks a lot for for being with us. Don't forget to check out xjtalk.com, xjtalkshow.com. And, oh, don't miss uh, the new episode of Tony and Josh next week, Tuesday. uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday. I keep wanting to do that because it's the second. Wednesday, (laughs) 10 p.m. Central Time. Actually, we're going to be on, uh, look us up, Tony and Josh show on YouTube because we're actually going to be doing a live event from our own honest-to-goodness YouTube channel, not not putting it on here like we've been doing in the past so it'll be a little different guys yeah make sure you join in the fun later guys have a good week